Welcome to another episode of Saturday Java with Jason, where we bring on great guests and have awesome conversations. I have my black coffee. <sighs> Let's welcome our guest for today. Hello, welcome to another episode. I am with Janelle, and we're going to be talking about parent alienating. When your kids are held against you, not on your own will. So I'm going to turn the time over to Janelle for an introduction. Hello. Okay. I'm Janelle. I'm actually the host of the Life Happens One Step at a Time podcast. The reason I do it is to help others get insight on whether their relationship is safe or dangerous. Also to give advice on how and when it's time for them to leave. And raise awareness that there's hope when, after leaving an abusive relationship, what their future can look like without abuse in their picture or in their life at all. So basically stuff that I've gone through, I'm basically doing a podcast about it. So I tell like my stories that I've gone through from childhood all the way up to now. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, can I ask, I'm not sure how far you want to go, but... Do you want to start telling about what you went through so people that are going through it will know what they're going through is not, they're not the only ones going through it? Yeah. So my story kind of started back in 2019 before the COVID pandemic. I ended up in a really bad situation with my ex where he was abusing me off and on. I eventually became suicidal. After that, it was like a week later, my husband ended up driving us back, back out here to Calgary. And I had to say goodbye to my kids because I wasn't able mentally or physically capable of taking care of them when I wasn't able to take care of myself. So it, it started actually before that, my ex would say like, if I was to go down to the store or something, he would tell my eldest son, oh, mommy's going to leave you one day because she doesn't want to be a mommy, stuff like that. And eventually it kind of grew on him. And he asked me one day, is it true that you're going to take me and my brother away from daddy? And I said, no, because this is where you live. This is your home, your school's close by, and this is what you know. I wouldn't take you away from that. But that didn't really stick. So after I left, that was when the hardcore alienation started, where he started showing court documents to the kids, um, telling the kids stuff that I was a bad person and I was trying to kill their dad by stressing him out, stuff like that. They ended up because they were living with him. So they ended up with a really good bond with him. They ended up starting to like defend their dad and kind of turning against me courts don't help I'm sure you're aware yeah there's there's times where me and him would get along until their dad would intervene so if like the last time that I've saw David my my youngest or sorry my eldest was last year it was about winter time and we went to the mall and he ended up kind of first being really shady. He didn't want to look at me or anything, 
But as he saw his younger brother interacting with me, like no problem, he eventually warmed up and he started becoming his normal self. And then we ended up going and hanging out, walking around the mall, taking pictures and stuff. And then they asked me this question about going to see this new store at another mall. And because the difference, like the reason I couldn't go is because it was a dangerous area. It's like too close to my abuser's house. So I didn't want to go into that environment and then get trapped, right? So I told them, you know, I'll, I'll think about it, but no promises. And their dad twisted that up the next day saying that I didn't want to go because I didn't love them enough. Haven't heard from my son since. So it's tough. Now, let me ask you, with all this stuff going on, I know this is probably going to kill you, but what does it do to a parent? How, how does it make you feel? Because I think there's some parents out there that don't realize what it's doing to the other person. I'm actually really glad you asked that. The The one way I can explain how it makes a parent feel, you grieve for your child as though they died because you don't have that same connection with them and you don't know if you're ever going to again. So all you have left are like the memories that you had. You can keep trying. So like the, the struggle I have right now is do I buy my son a gift, whether he doesn't talk to me ever again, or do I just stop? And I asked a friend that, and she was like, you keep giving them. As long as he has the appreciation to throw it in the garbage, at least he knows that you sent something. So I was just like, okay. So I, I, I went and found this book. I don't know if you've seen those little libraries that are outside people's homes. They have like little books and stuff. So I, I don't know what drew me to one, but we were out for a walk one day. There was this little house and it had that, this Doctor Who book. And I know that David really loves Doctor Who. So I grabbed it, but I didn't even know like until I got home. It's from 1977, never been read. So there's no marks or anything like those lines when you open a book, nothing. It's like brand new, it's never been read. So I, I'm going to send him that for Christmas. Now, would you consider parent alienating abuse, either yes. on you or on your child? It is. Parental alienation is a greasy move that a, that a parent would make to get revenge on another parent because the relationship didn't work out. So this is how they get back at the other parent is... Well, you're not taking the kids and I'm going to twist their minds up and I'm going to never let them see you again. In a nutshell, that's pretty much it. No, I know there's a lot of parents out there that were alienated against. And then those kids will go see their parents just before a big activity. They're getting married. They're going to college. Then they hit that parent up that they don't like for college money for wedding money. Yeah. I know this would be hard for you to answer, but what happens if that happens? Would you help your son out or would you be like, you ignore me for years, I'm not helping you? I would try to be there for them. Just show them, like, like give them a little gift or something. Just anything that kind of tells you that you're still there and you still care. And that, like, it, it can just be as much as, like, a little note that says I love you, right? 
just anything that's a gesture saying, you know, I'm still thinking about you. We don't have to talk, but just know that the other exists and I'm still here for you. Right. Now, it doesn't always have to be the parent of the other child. No. It could be the maternal grandparents or even the paternal grandparents pushing the, the other parent to make the decision. It's not just the one parent. It could be other forces on that one parent. That's true. Yes. Yeah, like I, I, I was in the foster care system, so... My grandmother, she's she asks about my boys every now and then, and she'll just say, you know, like, has David reached out? Well, no. Can I send David a card? Well, you could, but it's just going to get thrown in the trash, or it may never reach him, right? So the one thing that I've actually started doing is whenever I send something to my kids, I take a photograph of it before I send it. So whether it's a letter or it's a box of treats, or it's a toy that you got them for Christmas or something. I take a snapshot of it, I date it, and I postmark it, and then I like put it in a file so that if they ever ask, why didn't you send me anything, I have the proof that I did. And I think it's wise that everybody does that. It'll save their asses in the long run. And if you ever go to court, that might play a positive role in the judge's eyes too yeah yeah evidence in in court if you are like what i'm doing right now is i am telling my lawyer everything that's going on so whether it's like my son is saying oh daddy's daddy and david are having a fight or something i'll let them i'll make a note of it and then if i feel like i need to bring it up if there's something going on in the house, then I can say, this is what I know. I don't know much more other than that, but this is what I've got. And I think we should look more into it. If I have a worry, if my kid's well-being is in danger, I will call the police. Hey, I need a wellness check. Can you please go check on my kids? And they will do it. My kids will hate me for it and they'll be pissed off. I get that. But in the end, I'm the one who's showing that I'm worried. You know what? Let them be mad because you're not a friend. You're a parent. That's right. I mean, I was always taught parenting comes first, friends come second. That's true. Yeah. You know, like, even though you don't have your kids with you and stuff like that, you're always going to be a mother without your kids or with your kids. That's true. Yeah. And that's what everybody has to realize, too, out there listening is you're a mother or a father, whether you have your kids or not. True story. Yeah, so, no, I, I know it's really difficult for some people to understand this, that what Jason is saying is, yeah, you are a parent, whether your kids are with you or not. Your parent who that child looks up to, that's never going to change. Like ever. You're a parent until the day you die and beyond that. And don't ever think that kid is ever going to come back because your son David can come back after he gets over 18. He mm -hmm. can knock on your door and say, hey, I'm here. Don't ever say that, oh, he's he's never going to come because there's always a chance he can. Yeah. No, and I've so told always, them too that the door's always open. 
They may hate you now, but they won't later. No, because later they're going to know the truth. It's going to take a while, but eventually the truth comes out and it bites the abuser in the ass. Pretty soon he's going to start asking questions. Where's mom? What happened? Why Mm -hmm. isn't she in my life? And lies can only go so far. That's true. You only you can make up so many lies until you run out. And then you've got nothing. That's kind of where my ex is at right now. And when he's and out goes, of ideas on lies, he just shuts up and he doesn't talk. So that is why the listeners out there listening to this, this isn't just Jen Elmy talking one on one. We're trying to give all the other listeners out there hope that things will change. It's not always going to be the way it is now. Yeah. So is there any advice that you would give to the parents out there who do feel lonely and helpless and don't know where to go? So if, if, if people are in this situation, what I've been telling people is look for a support group, stay around people who can keep your mind busy Look at photographs. What I'm planning to do is I'm making them like a private YouTube channel for the boys for their like their baby videos and stuff like that. It's just going to be for them to to view so nobody else can unless they want to invite someone else to look at them. That's fine. But I mean, it's it's memories that people need to hold on to. Right. So there's that there's support groups. Um There was something else I was going to say. Support groups, friends, family. Just stay connected with people who are going to help you through this. Talk it out. Write letters to your kids, even if you don't send them. Just any message that helps them know that you you gave a shit. And that you really, really wanted to have a part of their life. And if you do ever run into them later on, you can show those to them and be like, this is what I thought of you all those years. I was missing you. Yeah, I've started one. It's like, it's just online type notes, but every now and then I'll write like a little note or something and in, I'll keep it in a little box. If I print them out, I put them in a little box and I just put it away in my closet. So. Now, what kind of everlasting permanent scars do you think this is going to have on you or any lasting effects, even if they do come back? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, it, it does leave certain marks on you. They're not visible. But emotionally, it hurts because you think of all the years that you missed out on. Like for me, I don't get this. I never got to see my kids go for their first skating course or go and hang out in the backyard with their bearded dragon or go to the first field trip to wherever it was. There's things that you miss out on. And again, like I'm, I, I know I bring up the whole writing thing, but it's like if you express this in letters saying, you know, I heard that you went to so-and-so this year. I wish I could have joined in. Right. Just, yeah, just it, it, it's, it's going to hurt for a long time. But as long as you're connected to groups and things that help distract you, it kind of helps. One thing that gets me too is just because nobody has a scar on the outside doesn't mean they don't have internal scars on the inside. Every negative thing that you deal with 
leaves a scar. If you break a plate and you glue it back together, yeah, that plate is put back together, but now it has a scar from how many, you know, from the drop happens again yeah. and again and again. That's what happens to you. Yeah. I mean, there's if if you do reconcile, reconcile, there is time to make up for like years you've lost. I just wanted to go into like something a little different. It was it's kind of the same thing as parental alienation, but my my foster mom, she did something really, really cruel. I ended up having two boys previous to these two. And she did some really cruel things. She she lied to the workers and they ended up not letting me and my previous husband have our kids. She practically stole them from us, like indirectly. So my my one other son, Dominic, is in Ontario. My other one, Nathan, he's out in Airdrie. It's like about an hour or something out of Calgary. Nathan was supposed to be an open adoption. Because at the time, my foster mom was sick with cancer, and she didn't think that I was able to take care of her and a baby. So she decided, you know, I have this friend who can't have a kid. Do you want to, like, do an open adoption type thing? And I was all for it. I thought it was a great idea. So paper signing came, and I did. I, I regret it now, but I never looked at what I was signing. So I basically signed my kids away. And shortly after that, the adopted parents, they ended up like kind of cutting us out one by one. And then saying, you know, like the will died with your mom. <laughs> you never get to see your son again. And that wasn't what I had in, in plan. So it's kind of up there with parental alienation is indirectly taking the kids out of your life without knowing what. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally, I don't want to say a bummer, because it's more than a bummer, but that right there is the lowest thing you can do. Is It is. She's since passed away, and I couldn't be happier. Right, and then hopefully there's a good place somewhere for her, you know. But... She's in a river, <laughs> rotting with the fishes. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but you know. Uh, so, <laughs> now, the kids that you do have now david and his brother is is there any upcoming events for them that you wish you can be there for that you know of so people there. can see that look i'm missing this too as well as her as well as jason as well as this one christmas concert at school my youngest one who asked me actually because we do zoom calls um every thursday and sundays and he asked me if I would be able to come to his Christmas concert. And I was like, well, I'd like to. But there's some walls being put up there because I can't go there alone. So my husband would be there, but they hate him just as much for some reason. Because so, he's with you. Yeah. And as much as they don't like it, that's the only way I'm coming out. <laughs> they don't have to see him or talk to him, but he's there to keep me safe from the other guy right their dad but yeah I mean like I I've told them you know I would like to go to your Christmas concert and see you do your performances like we did every year before that but like I I don't know if that's actually gonna work we can try and make something work but 
slim to slim to none, really. That's the thing is right now you're missing big events like this. Yeah. And other people are missing weddings, graduations, first dates, first days of school. Everybody's missing something. And the thing is, is you're not alone. Everybody's missing something, but you got to get up and you got to keep moving because those kids are not ever going to want you to sit around and do nothing. No. True. You cannot just sit there and sulk and say, my kids don't love me. Because if you do that, then the other parent wins. There's always that little bit inside of them that always knows they love you. I got so excited one day when my son actually swore at me on Zoom. It was like the best thing ever. I took it with, I took it with a grain of salt. I was like, you know, I'm just going to let this slide. I know you're upset. He's 12 now. But yeah, it's just he's at that age where... He's kind of in between, he's like, what would they call it, a tween? So it's just like, that's expected. Like, he fights with his dad once in a while, I get it. It's not an easy phase to go through, so. Well, my first time swearing in front of my mother was, I was 10, so he's about that age. Yeah. You know. I was born out, like, even when he was nine, I was just like, you know, this is awesome. (laughs) Get it out of your system. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's just. It's just, just let it happen because you're going to wish that it happened again. Right. This is a high caffeine moment where you get to know our guests. What was your first job? A pet store. It was called Pet uh, Buzz. What was your favorite season? Summer. What is your favorite food? Tacos. Who's your hero? Sailor Moon. What is your favorite dessert? cheesecake what time do you wake up nine what movie do you quote the most Gemma Teller are you a night in or are you a night out night in only because it's dark out are you a thinker or are you a doer I'm a thinker do you learn by watching or do you learn by doing doing when you go swimming do you tiptoe or do you dive in dive what is your guilty pleasure sex what motivates you oh that's a good one discipline what is your deepest fear? Oh, hobby bees. Spiders. How do you want to be remembered? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know, honestly. Not by a tombstone. Well, that's my next one. On your tombstone, what do you want written? So people that do not know you would know who you are. I've never thought of that, actually. I honestly don't know. <laughs> what do you care the most about? My podcast and my sanity. Well, I, I would have to say my, my lack of sanity in my case. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> so listen, Janelle, we talked a lot, but right now I want you, you can ramble on any tips, any advice for the listeners on anything that you dealt with. Okay. Um. So tips, I think I did. Sorry, I was going through all my little notes. I don't know if I wrote anything down. I got nothing. <laughs> Oh, there is one thing. Narcissistic parental alienation syndrome. So that is what my ex is. He's a narcissist who has done parental alienation. He actually did the same thing to his ex-wife. And then years later found out that the kid wasn't even his. They still have problems to this day. For the listeners that don't know... 
what narcissistic personality or narcissism is. Can you let them know? Narcissism. It doesn't have to be a definition. (laughs) Yeah, this one was actually really difficult for me to like understand in the moment when it was happening. Narcissism is when your abuser is they they like to be oh what's the word they're about themselves so when they hurt you it's because you didn't do something for them so it makes them want to hurt you more right right really really bad people they're selfish they want everything for themselves so if you don't give them what they want they're gonna hurt you in return I like that. That's a good definition. Yeah. Okay. Now, we talked about, you know, uh, parent alienating, what it feels like. We talked about your podcast. So how can people find you, subscribe to you, or ask you questions? Are you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anything like that? I'm on Facebook. I'm not set up on Instagram yet. That will happen. Um, Facebook is life happens one step at a time. You can email me at janelle.lifehappens at gmail.com. And my podcasts are on Spotify, Google, Red Circle. You can Google it. Everything's all there. Well, I want to thank you for your time tonight. It's been awesome. Please give us a five-star review. It does help out the podcast. Please visit the website, SaturdayJavaWithJason.com. If you want to contact us, it's SaturdayJavaWithJason at gmail.com. Please subscribe and follow us. We are on all the major podcast sites. Until next time. Have love, have fun, and have I octane coffee. Thanks for listening. Please come back next time for more fun and exciting guests.